In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. When the apostles had returned, they told him everything they have done. We heard in the first Sunday of this month about when the Lord sent the apostles two by two to preach the kingdom of God. And this reading of the third Sunday is completing the mission. The mission doesn't end by like preaching. We have to return back to the Lord to tell him everything and to take his guidance and to recharge our hearts with his peace. Serving God needs some energy, some peace, some guidance, always. So we have to come back to him. He took them to a deserted place, means like a quiet place, isolated from everyone, to have like some dialogue, some rest, some relief with the Lord. We have to do that in our inner room, in our quiet time, to tell the Lord what we did in the service and to take his guidance and to re-energize our hearts with his love. Today I want to, to talk about two points. How God works and how we work with God. First, how God works. The miracle of today, feeding the multitude, means that his goal is to fulfill all the needs of the humans, to fill their hearts, and to be satisfied. Everyone, everyone in the world is invited to be satisfied with the love of God and with all his needs from God. How God works. First, He works at all time. He is always working. He is always working. As He said in John 5, My Father has been working until now, and I have been working. Sometimes we think that now this is the time of rest. He took them to a deserted place and like this is not the time of the work. No. If there is some multitudes are following us and they need some needs, we have to work. So he can work anytime. And if we are co-workers with him, we have to be ready to work with him at any time, at any occasion. Sometimes like we are not prepared Okay, but he is there to help and to bless. So he works at any time and all times. Also, his works always is out of love, out of compassion. He noticed that they didn't eat for the whole day. He knows our needs even before we express what we need. 
He knows everything and he, his work is always out of love, out of compassion. Not because he wants to make a show or to make a miracle or to be glorified. Mainly it is out of love and out of mercy. He has endless mercy. So his work is always like that. Number three, his work is great. Even with the minimal ability we have, he can bless them. Because his abilities are unlimited. His abilities are great. He can do many things, great things, even with the minimal we have. Also, his work is very organized and he cares for the details. At that time, he had like 5,000 families, big crowd, big crowd, like 20 folds of, of the, the capacity of this church or so. Oh, this is big. How can we organize them? How can we feed them? without caring for the very details. We, we, so the Lord is very organized. He cares for the details of our life. Every single detail in our life, He cares for it. And He has plan for everything. So He works with Him. He should be organized like Him, not just like haphazardly working. No, God cares for the details. And it is one of the keys of success. Like yesterday, a lot of details we have seen in the, in the day of the Egyptian festival. Because a lot of faithful servants are preparing and putting effort and planning, planning how many hours they put to plan for every detail. Success will not come like by chance. Success will come when we care for the details as we care for the main goal. Also, the Lord works sometimes in a unique way. We have to be ready for that. Sometimes he asks for something didn't happen before. But always he has good plan. And sometimes it is a new plan, a new way. Okay? We have to be ready for that as well. So he works all the time. His works are out of his love and his mercy and compassion. His works are great, even we have no resources. He can bless the minimum and the little we have. Also, his work is very organized and he, he cares for the details. And also, he may use unique ways to fulfill his task or his, his goal. How to work with God? How to be ready? and equipped, how we equip ourselves to work with God and to be 
good co-workers with him. Of course, it is a big honor to be co-workers with him. And when we work with him, also we grow. Our faith grows, our love grows, and we learn a lot from him. So working with God is very interesting, very enjoyable, because we learn. He is the teacher, he is the master, he has the very nice uh, heart to accept us who are very weak to work with him. So we learn a lot and our faith and our love grows. So how to work with God? Number one, we have to have faith. Faith. Without faith, God will not work. He needs us to believe in his abilities, in his mighty hand. Because he, he has the knowledge, the full knowledge, the full abilities and power. We have to put our trust in him and to rely on him. We remember when he went for the first time after he started preaching to his city, Nazareth. The Gospels mentioned that he couldn't. God couldn't? Yes. He couldn't do any miracles among them because of the lack of faith. Lack of faith. They mocked him. They didn't respect him. And they said to him like, Oh, physician, heal yourself. Like, teach yourself. And they didn't have faith in him. So he couldn't work. If we want to be co-workers with him, we have to have faith. If we have little resources, he will bless them. We put everything between his hands. Without faith, we will not enjoy the work of God or be qualified to work with him. Number two, we have to put everything we have between his hands. Everything. And we have a great example today. This little child have like some food, like maximum two meals. Maximum. Two meals for a child. And he put everything in the hands of the Lord Jesus. This means that I trust in him and I put everything on his hands waiting for his guidance for what to do. Just I'm putting, I'm saying, here am I. I was thinking about like the great prophets and servants, like Jeremiah, Isaiah, and Moses. They were like from background of, they were sinners. Isaiah said, my, my lips are defiled, and, and Moses who was a murderer, and Jeremiah said, I'm like young, a little, little uh, man. And I mean, he said, I'm just youth or a lad. Youth. He said, don't say that. I will strengthen you. I will put my words on your mouth. And he stretched his hand and he touched my mouth. And also, in the case of Isaiah, he, Isaiah, when he just, he confessed that I'm sinner. One of the seraphim took 
the the charcoal from the from the altar and touched his mouth and cleansed him. When we put our small abilities and and resources between his hands, he will bless. He will bless. Number three, we should not despise the little we have. We should not despise the little we have. You know uh, the story of uh, Elisha with the widow uh, that was like indebted. Her husband actually was indebted to someone with a big uh, amount of money. And when her husband passed away, the, the creditor came and he asked her for the money. She said, I have no money. So I, he said to her, I will take your two sons as slaves and I will sell them and take my money. So she went to Elisha. He said to her, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? What do you have in your house? She said, just a little amount of oil. This is all what I have. A little amount of oil. He said, very good. This is good. Good start. And God will bless. And he asked her, as you know the story, to gather a, a big number of vessels to, and to pour this little amount of oil on these vessels, into these vessels. And it was like a tap, like pouring oil. And it filled all the vessels. And she became rich. She paid her debt and she lived with the rest. So we should not despise the little abilities we have. Sometimes we have like faint-heartedness. I have nothing. I can't. I'm not qualified to serve. I'm not qualified to work with God because I have nothing. I have no talents like these guys, like this priest or this deacon or this servant. No, no, no. We don't need all that. Just if you have a little thing, don't despise. And put it in God's hands and He will bless. These like big multitude, 5,000 families, just one small child among them has a small bag having two uh, fish and five loaves. This will do something for, for the multitude. Even Philip and Andrew, when they brought him, it, the details are in the Gospel of St. John. You know, of course, this miracle is mentioned in the four Gospels. This is the only miracle which is mentioned in the four Gospels. We read from St. Luke today, Luke 9. And it is mentioned also in John 6. So in John 6, when they brought this child, and they said in front of everybody, of course, he has so and so, they said, but what this for all this multitude? Yeah, like, they were like shy to, to mention, because this is like not reasonable to, to feed the multitude with this amount of food. We should not despise or neglect these small resources. 
it will be a big blessing for the church. We have here the icon of Saint Athanasius. He was a child, playing, just playing with his uh, friends on the seashore. What was he playing? He was playing like the baptism. So he was like from young age, he was Christian from young age. And he was filled with the church uh, sacraments and the subjects and the everything. So even when he plays, he plays like he sees in the church. The censor, the baptism, like he, he was a child. And Saint Alexander, the, the Pope number 19, picked him up. This has a great future. And he may be a blessing for the church, for the whole church in the world. His small child, he didn't despise him or rebuke him. No, no, he didn't. He picked him, he encouraged him, he, he took him as a disciple for him. And he taught him and he put him on track. So we should not despise anyone. Everyone counts in the church. And have, everyone has a big value in the church, in the congregation, in the multitude. Even he is a small child. And if we have like a small talent, we should like put between God's hands. Please, O oh Lord, help me. How to serve you with this talent? Number four, we should obey him. We should obey him. If we want to work with him, we should obey him. In every step. Of course, this, this is the, like, the most difficult thing, to obey. Because to obey means to deny yourself. To obey another will coming from outside, not your own will. And because of that, the Lord said from the beginning, if you want to be a disciple of me, deny yourself. And carry your cross and follow me. Denial of denying ourselves is the, like cornerstone in our spiritual life. When we decrease, he will increase in us with his glory and his work. When we want to increase, to be more famous, to be more praised by people, this means he will decrease in us. So, to obey is the most difficult thing, but it needs day by day, denying ourselves in everything, taking the last row, honoring others above us, and and seeking the glory of God, not our own glory. So the, the, the disciples are great examples before us today. They, like, obeyed. At that time, there was no food. When he asked them to make them rows of fifty and hundred, they obeyed, and I think they took much time to do this. At least one hour, at least. They were not, they were just like twelve. To organize like five thousand family, it takes time. So they did this. 
without having food. So they had faith and they obeyed. Because God knows what he is doing. And we are just tools in his hands. We have to obey his commandments. We will prosper, but we have to obey his commands. Denying ourselves is the key to go forward and, and for God to be glorified in our life. Without denying ourselves, he will not be able to be glorified in our life. The last thing is to fulfill our task and our mission completely and faithfully. And the blessing, we will get the blessing at the end. At the end. At the end of the miracle, they got like 12 baskets full of fragments. Because they fulfilled their mission till the end. They organized them. They gave them the food and they also gathered the fragments. They fulfilled their ministry. We have not only to start well, but to end our ministry well. To fulfill our ministry. We should not start and stop. There is a, a nice advice from St. Paul to a young servant in Colusi. In Colusi, or the, in the epistle to the Colusians, they had one called Archippus. Archippus was a young man. He is the son of Philemon and the Ephaia. He's their son. And he was serving there. So St. Paul said to him by the end of his epistle to the Colusians, chapter 4, he said to those who like received the, the epistle, say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. When we fulfill our ministry, we will get the great blessing at the end. The great blessing we may like not feel it during the doing the, the, the service itself. But at the end, we will be glad with great blessing. Those like apostles, they were poor. They had no food even for them. At the end of the work with God, they had like everyone has a big basket of fragments for many days to eat. So the blessing comes at the end and we have to fulfill our ministry. So to work with God, we need faith, faith in his love, in his abilities, in his knowledge. We need to put everything we have between his hands. We need to not like underestimate and despise any or despise any of our abilities and resources. And we have to obey him denying ourselves and also we have to fulfill our ministry till the end to get the full blessing from God and glory be to God forever. Amen.